I can't empower anyone. Empowerment is not something that I can give to someone. It's not something that I can lay on someone or teach someone. So my role as a mother and a business owner and a wife and a community member and a girl life facilitator is to create containers for self-empowerment to come to fruition. And one of the best ways to be able to provide that is to be an example of self-empowerment. This episode of Empowering Her is sponsored by the Girl Life Certification Program. If you're interested in starting a heart-centered career in the field of empowering girls, check out our academy. We give you the training, the resources, and the confidence to step into your new role as a girls' empowerment leader in your community. By stepping into their role, many of our facilitators have gone on to speak on stages, write books, and spread their message of girls' empowerment in so many other unique ways. Do good while doing well. There's nothing like earning money for something that fuels your passion and adds value to the planet. For more information, check out melodypormorati.com slash academy or check out our show notes. Welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. Today, we are celebrating International Day of the Girl here on the podcast. Yes, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably a week after the actual date of October 11th, Um, but yesterday was International Day of the Girl, and I asked for all of our facilitators to come in to our Facebook group to just share about how they empower girls, like what's their unique brand of magic that they bring to the girls that they serve in their unique communities. And I wanted to share a few of those facilitators and what they shared with you. And what it ended up turning into was such a beautiful love fest of women coming in and, of course, talking about the way they empower girls, but also talking about their love of the Girl Life curriculum and being a part of our community. And I feel so grateful that these are the women that I get to work with day in and day out. We have such a beautiful collaborative group of women who are constantly like supporting each other, having each other's backs. Um, and so every day becomes an amazing day uh, to be in the quote unquote office because none of us really have actual offices. We all get to work in our own homes if we want to, um, or virtually in our Zoom rooms. And it was just so beautiful to hear what the facilitators had to say. And it really reminds me that I'm walking in my purpose and that each of them are doing the same and that we are all really reflections of one another. Uh, and we just get to bring light to everything that we do in this girls empowerment space. And uh, so I'm so excited to share each and every one of them with you. You are going to hear from Deborah Harlow, Ali Nagley, Tina Shayani, Luz Hernandez, and Kara Neeson. And um, I just really want you to listen to what they have to share. I just was so touched by 
how much I heard from all of them about how going through the curriculum was first and foremost for the young girl within each of them. And isn't that what we're celebrating International Day of the Girl? We're celebrating the young girl that lives within each of us who may not have had access to these tools. But as Girl Life facilitators, when we take this program, we first and foremost take it for that girl. Um, and we embody all of those messages and deliver them to her, to the girl who didn't have them. And, and then we turn it outwards and we deliver that empowerment to the girls in our community. So it's such like a twofold empowerment process. And, um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing to see. We are in an open enrollment right now, which is why it's so great to hear these facilitator stories. If you've had it on your heart to step into the career of empowering girls, actually making this huge impact in your community and making an income as a result of this valuable work that you do, I want you to check out our website, Girl Life Empowerment. Uh, consider applying to become the next Girl Life Facilitator if you are an open-hearted woman who is ready to learn how to bring true empowerment, to be willing to do the heart-centered work necessary to show up in your community in this new role, uh, definitely check us out at girllifeempowerment.com. Um, listen to what these beautiful facilitators have to say, whether or not you're looking to do this as a career, because I know there will be so many takeaways for all of you who come in contact with young girls, whether it's in your profession or you have daughters or grandchildren or nieces. And I hope that you have many nuggets of wisdom to take away. I'd love to hear from you in my DM inbox on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment with one L. Um, let me know which one of these messages resonated with you. And uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm so excited to introduce you to some of our beautiful Girl Life facilitators. And today, as everybody knows, is the International Day of the Girl. And I wanted to share a little bit about how the work that I'm doing as a Girl Life Facilitator has made such a monumental difference in my life, as I'm sure it has for many of you. First of all, it's always good to lead with gratitude. And so I'm going to lead with gratitude for Melody, for having the courage and the intuitive hit to be able to create this experience and this education and this platform platform for each of us to say yes and step into leadership in such a beautiful way. Melody, I love you. You are my kindred chosen family. Thank you for being you and thank you for creating this experience that so many of us have said yes to. I also want to say thank you to the community that is here for those that are interested in this journey and for those who have said yes to being a facilitator. If you have said yes to being a facilitator, you kind of know what I'm talking about already. That spark that you feel in your heart when you wake up in the morning and you know that you have this purpose and this mission and these tools to be able to heal your inner girl, as well as to make a difference in the community that you are connected to. And if you are a mother as well, like I am to a daughter, it has been been um, a phenomenal experience to be able to share this with my daughter, especially as each age and stage she develops. And we find new ways to morph and meld girl life into meeting her at the stage that she's at. So always leading with gratitude and then doubling down on joy is the way that I like to live my life. And so that's what this live is going to be about. 
There are many things that I could share about why girl life has been so phenomenal for me. And I'll pick one of them just in the interest of time. And it's the intergenerational and cross-generational experience that I have used in the way that I facilitate girl life. The way that I approach the work that I do is I can't empower anyone. Empowerment is not something that I can give to someone. It's not something that I can lay on someone or teach someone. So my role as a mother and a business owner and a wife and a community member and a girl life facilitator is to create containers for self-empowerment to come to fruition. And one of the best ways to be able to provide that is to be an example of self-empowerment. And that's where cross-generational comes into play. I feel like a lot of times when we're doing the work that we do in this world, we feel like we have to be perfect. We feel like we have to wear a mask or have all the answers. And often we also kind of silo out how we serve certain industries. So for example, I work with midlife professional women, and I also work with girls between the ages of eight and 18. Now, generally when I work with those groups, I work with them separately. And what I've noticed is the messaging and the needs and the conversations and the keywords and the topics and the heart messages are almost always the same. There might be iterations of the language and the word choice that is slightly different, but at the end of the day, we're all kind of carrying the same burdens and, and dealing with the same needs. And so what I've started to do, especially during the pandemic over the last three years, is to bring together the two groups that I serve. So when I'm doing girl life workshops or I'm doing retreats or I'm doing events, I like to bring in the women that are in community with the girls, whether it be a mother or a grandmother or an auntie or anybody else in their life that's there as a role model and a guide. And when I'm working with the women, I'm asking them, what would it look like if you also were open to hearing wisdom from the youth that are in your life? Where does perspective allow you to be able to release some of the perfectionism that you might have been having that is the way that you needed to show up in your role? And where does curiosity show up in your life? Because curiosity creates discovery. And so this cross-generational work has been something that I've been deepening into in bringing the groups together. And we're in the interest of supporting the girls in their workshops where they feel like they have some privacy and some spaciousness to speak their truth without maybe having a parent or guardian there. What I've asked them to do, and I've also pre-communicated this to the mothers and guardians, is for the young girl to come home and teach and guide and embody what she just learned. And then I ask the mother or grandmother or guardian to have a homework assignment of what they learned and to email me back what they saw and what they reflected and what they now have as a new perspective. So it's modeling leadership for the girls. It's modeling um, awareness for the mothers and the guardians. It's bringing together cross-generational conversations and intergenerational joy. For the longest time, the work that I did folding in being a girl life facilitator was talking about what my training is in, which is epigenetics and focusing on intergenerational trauma. And just right there, I felt like I was so laden down with the things that I was doing and it felt juxtaposed to what it feels like to be a girl life facilitator, which is all about creativity and wonder and curiosity and joy and self 
empowerment. So the shift for me was to not talk about intergenerational trauma, but to talk about intergenerational joy. And intergenerational joy absolutely requires that we have collaboration, that we have containers where we are listening. So not as an adult saying that I have all the answers, not as an adult saying that you have to listen to me, but to listen to both sides. And true feminine leadership asks of us to have collaboration, co-creation, and celebration. And so in every aspect of what I've been doing with Grow Life, I've been reflecting on was I in alignment with that or where did I need to deepen into alignment? And so in all of the things that I was doing, I also realized that I wanted to have other women be in collaboration and celebration and co-creation with me. So I've worked with organizations like the Wells International Foundation, which provides empowerment experiences for girls and women. And so what we've been doing there is we've been bringing in art and creation. We've been bringing in self women's empowerment organizational projects. We've been looking at things that are across generations and across countries. I've also, through the Wells International Foundation, been collaborating with other organizations like Front Runners Innovate, who did a Daughters Global mentoring program with girls from around the world between the ages of 14 and 18 writing poetry, tapping into finding their voice and their intuition. I'm actually going to be working with those girls and those young women who are now in their 20s later on in this month. I started also reaching out into my community and to say, where would places of healing and collaboration exist where I might be able to plug in? So I was talking with local yoga studios who a lot of times mothers would say they didn't have time to come in and get some healing for themselves of doing yoga or a workshop because parenting or having someone to help watch the kids wasn't accessible. So I partnered with yoga studios to say, what if we matched up our schedules and I did a girl life workshop at the time that the moms were in their yoga. And when we finished, we did a little collaborative process as a mini circle for 15 minutes before people went home. So these are some of the ways that I wanted to be able to share that this work isn't just having a toolkit that you can do workshops and that you might be able to explore in your home as well if you're a mother or, or you're an auntie or a grandma. It's something that can absolutely change your life when you take off the blinders of needing to be able to be perfect and have all the answers. And you say, what would it look like if I led with humility and wonder and curiosity and playfulness in a way that would allow me to be able to use these tools to access joy? And so that's the place that I've been deepening into. It's allowed me to deepen into my relationship with my daughter as she went from being a young girl when I first launched my girl life business into now being a tween. And it will serve us both as she grows into being a teen and beyond. It's also been able to serve me as I deepen into this work to be able to say it requires that I absolutely have fun with this. So no longer thinking that like things need to be heavy and polished and perfect. Just get out there and have fun and always be in collaboration with others and always be in a state of playing. Actually a health coach for women, but I'm a mom of two boys. Um, and, you know, people ask all the time, how are you a girl? I facilitator for girls. Um, you know, when you have, when you're a mom of boys, I feel like these, 
um, messages are interchangeable. They're good for boys and for girls. Um, but being a woman myself, I can relate easily to, you know, the girls in my community um, and my kids, peers. And, you know, I just remember how it is, how it was when I was, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, which is the age range I work with. I do seven to nine and then I do 10 to 12 year old workshops. Um, so I wanted to just pop on and share some ideas that I like to do in my everyday life, whether I'm empowering girls around me, because like I said, I'm, I'm a mom to two boys, but also to my kids at home too. So um, there are countless things. And I know there's going to be other facilitators that come on later today that I'm excited to hear their ideas and um, ways that they empower women in their li- or the girls in their life. Um, and so I was trying to find something unique to talk to you guys about. Um, and who knows, maybe we all have the same message and that just means it's important, I think. Um, but I think it all starts with ourselves. I think that demonstrating, um, you know, how we live our lives, you know, it's, it goes back to the old saying, you know, actions speak louder than words, which is what I tell my kids all the time. Um, you know, we have to talk to ourselves. We have to behave in that in a way that empowers ourselves before we can empower anybody else. So it always starts with us. Um, and so, you know, we are the example. We are the ultimate role model. No matter where you are, you could be, you know, at the grocery store. You could be, um, you know, at a, your kid's school. The kids are watching and paying attention. So I think that's like the most influential thing is it starts with us. So how do you talk to yourself? How do you, you know, when you're talking out loud, are you constantly berating yourself? Are you, you know... Are you talking negatively? I know it's very normal. We are human after all. I know I do it myself, but I try to be aware of what I say out loud versus what I say in my head. Um, because again, these kids are like sponges and they may not be responding to what you're saying, but they're taking it in. And so they think that, you know, talking negatively about yourself is normal and what we should be doing. We shouldn't be proud of what we're, what we've accomplished. We're, we're always, you know, never good enough. And of course, in this day and age, in the world of, in the ways of social media and especially our kids generations with social media and the internet and technology, it's, we didn't have to deal with, at least I, being a 43-year-old woman, did not have to deal with that growing up. So it's even more important right now with the comparison um, that our kids have to deal with, not just like in person, but, you know, on all social media platforms. So, you know, be proud of of what you've done. Be proud of who you are. Try to keep the negative self-talk in your head and even really try to limit that too. Um, I know it's hard and I know I only have a few minutes here, so I can't go into that right now, but, um, but just be mindful of that because they are paying attention and they are listening. And so not just with the negative self-talk, but how do you treat your body? Do you move your body? Do you exercise? Do you treat your body with respect? Are you eating the right foods that nourish your body and, you know, create a a body that fuels you instead of brings you down? So, you know, for me, I try to exercise in the mornings, early in the morning. That's sort of like my me time. And my kids sometimes 
bust in, you know, and, you know, my initial reaction is always like, oh, this is my time. Like, you know, they're like getting into the weights and I have to worry that they're going to drop a weight on their toe and break their toe and they're going to be out of school for my, you know, the, you know, the spiral that goes through your head. But then I have to take a second and be like, no, they're actually really interested in seeing you exercise. This is a good example of how, you know, mommy works out every single day. She takes care of her body. It makes her feel good. And so instead of like, always telling them, just showing them like, this is something that makes mommy happy and, you know, not forcing it. Um, and just letting them, you know, jump on the trampoline next to me or pretend to do whatever I'm doing, even though it's like crazy, you know, crazy positions that they're in that like nothing like what they're supposed to be doing. I just go with it. And I, as long as it's safe, you know, I try to you know, not let that bother me. So I tried to encourage the movement. I tried to talk about how, you know, movement is something that we get to do. It's not punishment. It's not because we had a piece of birthday cake or an extra piece of birthday cake the night before. And now I have to run five miles and work it off. No, these are all food is meant to be enjoyed. And so is moving your body. So I try to talk to them about those types of things in a very positive way. And it's something that not everybody gets to do. So, you know, I know for me, as soon as I injure myself or if I do injure myself, that's the first thing I think of is, oh man, you know, I wish I could, I wish I could exercise, you know, the way I was. It's like the first thing I think of is not being able to move. And it's like, you take for granted the fact that we have healthy bodies or, you know, if you have a healthy body that you're able to do that. And so in order to maintain healthy bodies, healthy mind, it's important to exercise and move your body. So encouraging that movement and not treating it as a punishment is very, very important. Um, And then, like I mentioned before, fueling your bodies and eating nutritious foods that make us feel good and not just reaching for the junk. And of course, there's time and place for all of that. I'm all about food. I love to eat. We we plan our vacations around restaurants. Um, But you know, learning how to listen to your body and the signals that it gives you, you know, does this food provide energy? Is this food making you happy? There's so many different little signals that our body provides us that we sometimes brush off. We may blame it on our age. We may blame it on something else, but encouraging your kids to um, pick up on those signals and learn about their bodies at this age is huge. I had no idea at 70. I mean, It wasn't until I became an adult that I realized that food plays a huge role in my mood, anxiety, um, you know, digestion, sleep, like it's everything and sleep is everything. If you don't get sleep, it's really hard to do anything else in life and and to be happy about it as well. Um, And then um, how do you treat your mind? Do you practice gratitude every day? And you may have a gratitude practice that you do privately, which is awesome. Um, it's something that we encourage our kids in our Girl Life workshops to do. It's one of the workshops. It's one of the most popular workshops. It's something I start every every series of workshops is with the gratitude practice. Um, but, you know, be open about it. Be Talk openly about, wow, I really appreciate this, or I'm so grateful for this, or, you know, my day was so much better because of this. And if, you know, if we get in a habit of talking openly about the things that we appreciate and the things that we love and how our day is better because of so-and-so or because of this smile or how we made somebody feel, you know, gets the kids in the habit of doing that for themselves. Because how many times have you gone through your day and thought, oh, wow, that 
that woman looks so great in that outfit or that made her makeup look so good or wow I love how she's speaking to her child it's like very empowering and she's so patient with her child like and you think those things in your head but do you actually say them out loud to that person you know it's something that I've been trying to do even just standing in line at a grocery store is you know, complimenting, finding something to compliment. You can, find some, you can find anything to compliment somebody on. And so I really try to make a habit of doing that. Um, and so, yeah, so just being more open with your gratitude. And, you know, even if it that's not your thing, you know, if you have any anxious tendencies or you're a worrier, for example, um, you know, writing down in a journal your thoughts, your negative thoughts, or just getting the weight out of your head and onto paper can really help relieve stress and help you be happier and, you know, more um, present in your children's lives, which is also very empowering. I am so excited to be here with you all today. Thank you so much, Melody, for inviting me to talk in your group. It is such a pleasure here on International Girl Day. What an amazing time to be having this human experience. What an amazing thing to be a part of, to have the opportunity to be empowered and to empower other people, as girls, as women, there has never been a time like now that our voices are heard and our voices are so important in the world that we have the opportunity to be heard. We have the opportunity to be empowered. We have the opportunity to lift ourselves up and lift up others as well. And really, nobody does that better than the founder of this group, Melody. She has built this program that would have been a dream for me when I was a child. I desperately needed her, but I'm so happy that she is available to all of us now, and even, I don't want to say more importantly, but she is also available to the young women, the next generations. The, the tools that Melody brings to women and girls, young girls at formative ages, I wasn't exposed to any of those things until much later in life. And what a head start it would have been for me to be introduced to those things sooner in life and to have those tools in the formative years, in the middle school years, in the high school years that we all went through so much. Melody has taught me so much as a friend and as a mentor and through the Girl Life program, I have learned to bring these kind of same tools to older women and grown women and grown men as well. We have, excuse me, we are taught so many things in school. We are taught algebra, trigonometry, calculus, biology, chemistry, and a myriad of other things. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody somewhere along the line came along and taught us how to have relationships? taught us how to have a relationship with ourselves 
and have a relationship with other people, to have a relationship with our friends, and to have a relationship with a life partner. These are skills that we are kind of left to fend for for ourselves, but they are really the fundamental skills to having a successful life. Now, for myself, just to give you a little bit of background, I am really a student of life. I went to college. I was a child that was afraid of everything. I had a fear of everything. I was scared of fuzzy stuffed animals. I was scared of the UPS truck. Think about that. Walking home from school with the UPS when the UPS truck would go by, deliveries were not as common as they are now. So here's this big brown truck with no windows. What better vehicle is there to kidnap small children on, like me walking home from the school bus, than the UPS truck? So these are all things that I grew up with and fears that I grew up with, but it wasn't something that we talked about at the time. No one really addressed these things. And it was just something that was a part of me. And it wasn't until I was much older that I learned that this is not something that is serving me. There are some fears that maybe serve to protect us, but this was not one of them. This was just something that made me petrified every time I was walking home from school. But then I learned the tools to deal with these things and to understand what is behind the feeling. What is it that we are afraid of? And then as I got older and I became a young woman, I would enter into relationships without understanding how I was getting into the relationship and what I needed to do in order to make that relationship successful. So I started to look around. What was it that made some relationships successful and some not? And along the line, I got married. I have been married now for 25 years. And I know that seems like a lifetime to some of the younger people here, but it has been the success of that relationship has not been an accident. It's not an accident. There were many points in those 25 years that things could have very easily gone the other way. So I really looked for answers. What were the tools to bring in a loving partner, to attract a loving partner? What is the definition? What makes a loving partner? And how can you continue to build those relationships? So over the years, through tons and tons of books and courses and all kinds of things, I have managed to accumulate these tools and to bring them all together similar to an empowerment program, but a program that allows you to build a relationship and to really understand your part in the relationship. Because who is it that we can control? We can really only control ourselves. 
welcome, welcome. Happy International Day of the Girl. Today marks an amazing day where we get to celebrate all those girls in our lives, especially that inner girl that we have inside of each and every one of us. Welcome women to this amazing live today, uh, celebrating, celebrating all of you, celebrating all of your daughters as well, and every girl that lives in this uh, planet Earth. So my name is Luz Hernandez. I became a Girl Life Facilitator on August 2020, super excited. It has been the best investment that I have ever done. Big why, you might ask yourself, why? Because inside of me, there was that little girl that was hurt, that didn't have self-confidence, that little girl that was looking for something more out there. And when I heard about Melody Pomerati and the hard work that she's doing out there in the world, that's when I said, yes, I want to be part of that. Yes, give me some of that. Like some of that I wanted for myself, but not only for myself. I also thought about my two daughters. I have two powerful and courageous daughters. One is 16 years old. The other one is uh, 13. She's going to turn 13 this month. So once I thought about them and then their friends, I was like, wow, I see a lot of potential with these workshops where I can just share them with my community and pour these mindset empowerment tools to my community. So I took it on to go ahead and do this um, hard work. And I said, yes, even with the fear, I said yes, because I knew this was an amazing work and amazing movement out there. So I do now, first, first, since I started during pandemic, I started with virtual workshops. And this was amazing. It was through Zoom. I had uh, plenty of girls, a lot of girls, as most of them were doing Zoom schooling. But as the days went by and pandemics started dying off, not dying off, but just getting better, we were able to get outdoors. We were able to go back to our activities or just attend events. So things started opening up and my workshops shifted into in-person workshops. So that's when I was able to see the girls, their transformation. I mean, when these girls come into my workshops, some of them are timid, some of them are quiet, some of them are shy, but I know that's not them. I know there's more to that girl that shows up to my workshop. So as we go on and we do the inner tools and we do our, our inner work, because it's like a self-discovery journey for these girls. Hey, Melody! <laughs> it's like a self-discovery for these girls as they are showing up to my workshops. So they're constantly working on themselves, getting to discover who they really are. Because many of the times, especially for us girls, when we go out there to either the world, the school, the media, like we are bombarded with all these different messages. So some of these girls come like, oh, I cannot speak up or I don't have a voice. I don't have a say on this. So many of the times our girls just hold back a lot or they don't have boundaries. They just want to pour out all themselves out there and help everyone in the world. And then they deplete and they start feeling tired. So becoming aware of that, this is this takes place in the workshops. 
by them being aware of their feelings, especially first their thoughts, their feelings, and then how is it that they're going to respond to a situation. So we have now I have a in-person workshops and these have been amazing. I get to see the girls. I get to interact more. We get to do the craft together, the nutrition portion. So it's more hands-on. It's still my virtual workshops are still there. I'm still pouring to that part of that community. Actually, this month I had a girl from South Africa. Oh my God. I was so excited. A girl from South Africa. And I'm here. I live in LA. So I live in LA and I do these workshops. And just having that girl listening to her inner wisdom, tapping into who she is, like she blew my mind. So that is the cool thing about these workshops. There is like a two-way learning process. Like I'm teaching them the mindset tools but they're also teaching me their inner wisdom. So it's like a win-win. So these workshops have pretty much transformed my life because as I'm also planning each workshop, I'm learning more about myself. I'm learning about who I am. Throughout this program, I've learned to be more confident and speak up. And really, that is the guide that our girls need. Um, you may think, oh, well, there's, you may see women empowerment um, coaches and groups. But like I said before, this group is very, very special. It's a special place because it's taught me to find my voice and I can help other girls find their voices. While I'm new to the community as a facilitator, um, I'm grateful to be here and just learning along the way. I'm still going through the training process and the program, which has been like my own personal therapy, almost better than therapy because it gives me time each week to focus on myself and then being able to take those tools that I learn in the program and take to our girls or in this case, my students. Um, I do plan to start running workshops and have other ideas um, for the new year. So I'm super, super uh, looking forward to that. And I'm just so, so excited to be here. Um, so. Yes, I am nervous, but thank you. Hi, Melody. <laughs> um, so just really, really grateful to be here and to empower our women. I do work currently at an all-female um, institution, university. So having those students um, in my classroom, they look to me as a mentor, which I just feel like so, so honored. And I can take those tools into the classroom and even teach those in the classroom. But with that being said, where I teach, things are restricted. And with the Girl Life program, we get to do what we want, right? We get to empower those girls. We have those tools, teaching them to be their own best friend, you know, talking kind of themselves. And the, the love starts within um, from day one. So I really feel called to do this work. I thought about it for probably a year and a half. I talked to Luz, I think it was summer 2020 when things were in Los Angeles. So things were pretty hectic back then. And I was like, okay, it was on my heart for a while. And I was like, I just kept getting every single day I woke up, I got this pull that I have to do this work and I'm meant to be doing this work. So I encourage anyone out there to listen to what is pulling at you, what's your heart work. Um, you can do it on the side, you can do it full time. There's so many opportunities, not just running workshops. Uh, Melody was sharing, you can do empowerment birthdays. How amazing is that? When I was growing up, it was just having a Disney princess come and that was fun. 
but it wasn't teaching those skills that I wish I would have learned when I was about nine, 10 years old or even younger. And so I really hope just to be able to give back to the girls in that way. And I'm just so grateful um, to be here. So a couple of things that I um, have learned from this is just really listening to myself and the the power of community and talking to others because we all have a story uh, to tell. So I believe in speaking up. And when I was um, a young girl, I remember my aunt told me a couple years ago that she remembers that I was painfully shy. So for me to come into this role is really empowered me. Um, and I really hope to be able to empower the girls in our community because they need us, especially now when women are being silenced. We have to speak up for those who don't have a voice sometimes. I know it's hard, but it's really what is needed. And so if you're called to do this work, I encourage you to talk to Melody, any of facilitators that are doing the work uh, because they are just um, beyond amazing human beings. And so when I shared with my friend I'm doing this program, she was just so impressed because if it was me five years ago, I would have not done this and said yes to myself. So it's almost like the day you say yes to the program, it's starting a whole new chapter and empowering yourself and again to um, empower the girls. If you love what you're hearing on the Empowering Her podcast, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star review. And as a thank you, I would love to share a free audio with you called Claiming Your Enoughness Now. Simply share a screenshot of your review with me on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment with one L, either in the DMs or in a story, and I will send the gift your way. Thank you so much for your listenership. I can't express how much it means to me.